This is episode number 80, The Journey to Cloud9, with Jordan Gross. Welcome. My name is Oleg Lohid, and this is the Overcoming Ads Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built for you and by you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your false potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a brief announcement and recognize our review of the week, which comes from Nathaniel J. Williams. The Overcoming Odds podcast is a much-needed resource in the adoption and foster care community. It is giving a voice to so many relevant and intriguing issues. Thank you so much, Nathaniel, for the great review. If you want to be featured on Review of the Week, go ahead and leave us one on iTunes. It is that easy. Also, if you haven't checked out any of our upcoming events, feel free to do so at overcomingodds.today forward slash events. These are events created by other community members from the Overcoming Ads tribe, where you'll get a chance to hear stories from powerful speakers and opportunities to share your own story. Once again, for more information, please go to overcomingodds.today forward slash events. Now, let's get back to our guest. This week's episode features Jordan Gross author of Getting Comfy and a recent graduate of Northwestern University. On this episode, we'll be discussing the importance of creating a life you want to live, the key question behind success, impact of our environment, and different ways to sharpen your self-awareness. Without further ado, please welcome Jordan Gross. Welcome back to another episode of the Overcoming Odds podcast. Today's guest is someone who I had the pleasure of meeting a couple of weeks ago, I believe. His name is Jordan Gross. He's he guides people to Cloud Nine Living, which we're going to explore in more detail during today's episode. Jordan, welcome to the show. What's up, Oleg? Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, it's only been a couple of weeks, but mm-hmm. I feel like we're totally aligned in the way that we use storytelling to uncover some of our our past most precious moments and how we can continue to use stories in order to reveal our our future right yeah so yeah i'm excited to continue chatting and uh i am so grateful for for you having me on i appreciate it you know when i came across your post a couple weeks ago what stood out to me the most was i remember that one of the terms you used was cloud nine and to be honest with you it was the first time that i had encountered that term Really? And yeah, I've I've never seen it before, and so I wow looked it up, and 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 it made sense. You know, it's kind of just this place of bliss and happiness and um, fulfillment, and so it, it sparked my right. interest immediately. I was like, wow, I've I've never seen anyone use that term before. Sure. Um, you know, for some of our listeners, I want to be able to dive into this concept a little more, a little bit more because I think most of us are striving for our cloud nine. Sure. And as part of it, it, what I've learned is it, I guess it boils down to recognizing certain moments within your life that yeah. you can use as reference points to climb to that cloud nine. Yeah. 
for those who are not familiar with it and based on your own journey and understanding of it, how yeah. would you define Cloud9 to begin with? Yeah, so for me, Cloud9 is threefold. Mm-hmm. It's understanding the person who you have been and are right now and realizing the person who you are supposed to become. And then the third step is bridging the gap between the two, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. So doing everything within your power to say, okay, I accept who I've been. I know my past experiences. I know this is what I've done, but also to realize this is who I want to be moving forward and then saying, okay, what do I have to do now to make the person who I've been more similar to the person who I want to become? Mm-hmm. Right? It's a so, very, very interesting concept. Yeah. You know, th- there's so many questions that come to mind as, as you're mm-hmm. talking through this. And the first one, I guess, goes back to how this all started. Like, yeah. when, when did this journey begin and why did you want to go after this particular concept? within your life. So this is my life's journey. My life is my own journey to cloud nine and and my heart, my soul, my experiences, my decisions that I have made. Every single thing in my life is is about my own journey to cloud nine. And and all I want to do is share with other people what has provided me with I truly with what I truly believe is the best possible life I could possibly have. Um, but it didn't always start that way. And a big thing about cloud nine is balancing decisions that you make based off of societal expectations Mm -hmm. and who others expect you to be with who you want to be. That's more aligned with your heart and your gut and your intuition. So with my story, man, I was a guy who I was growing up not on cloud nine at all. Hmm. And my entire life, it was by the book, going through the motions, sports, academics, internships, corporate jobs, get super good grades, not really think in regard to my own happiness or well-being. And by the way, I was happy. I had a lot of good friends. I did well in these things. I was, you know, on paper, quote unquote, successful, Mm -hmm. but I had never determined my own definition of success, right? I I don't believe that happiness is aligned with fulfillment, and mm-hmm. I wasn't fulfilled. I was just satisfied. Mm-hmm. You know. So there there I am. I'll fast forward a little bit through a lot of the story, and I'm in my corporate position, where I'm in this management role with a big time restaurant group. I'm making more money than I could have asked for at age 23. <laughs> I was a leader. People were three times my age. Who I was leading on a day-to-day basis and you know it looked like from the outside I had everything going for me but again there was this sense of uh, was it you know I never really asked myself that question I was never really self-aware enough or reflective enough to just say like is this actually where I want to be and it wasn't until I had this moment where it was the end of the night at, at the restaurant, and I had just been out there for like 13 hours doing front of house management, putting out fires, talking to guests, doing that kind of thing. And then for an hour or two afterward, I had to do all of the nighttime paperwork, like inventory checks, 
um, you know, costs on the day, revenues, P and L. And I went into the meat freezer mm-hmm. and I'm wearing this nice expensive suit and I've got these rubber gloves on. I'm counting meat inside of the freezer and I walk out of the freezer with my clipboard and I head to the office to put in like the final numbers for the day. And I realize I look through the office window and I see the key on the desk to get into the office. Mm. I try to, you know, budget a little bit and it's just not budging. So I lock myself out of the one place in the world that I need. <laughs> so in a moment of like what could have been panic, I instead just took a deep breath. Um, I'm a person who I, I'm very calm. I, I had this great morning routine that we can get into where just sort of puts my mind at ease, you know, mm-hmm. and I use it in situations that are seemingly daunting or stressful or anxiety inducing. But I took a deep breath and I took a step back. I like literally stepped back from the door almost metaphorically to remove myself from the situation, take a step back and think like, okay, what do I do? And there was nothing to do. There honestly was nothing to do. So in that thinking process, I also said, what am I doing here? Like, what, what's going on? And I thought about what I was about to do, go enter meat categories into this spreadsheet. And I just come from inside this freezing cold freezer and I just wrote down some guest complaints from the day about like signature cocktails being off the mark or things like that. (laughs) I started laughing to myself and I was just laughing saying like, what am I doing? Like, is this the person who I am supposed to be? Mm -hmm. Based on all my experiences in my past, what's really lit me up, who I think I'm supposed to be, like, am I aligned? And the answer was absolutely not. I, I wasn't making the impact in the way that I should have been on the world. So I took a seat on the ground and I waited for like an hour and a half. By the way, it was like 4.30 in the morning and people were going to show up for their morning shifts at 6 a.m. So I waited for like an hour and a half. I got into the room. I like did what I was supposed to do with the paperwork and whatnot. I think I went home, slept for like three hours, talked to my parents, came back, quit that job. And then I really began my journey to cloud nine of figuring out through my past experiences who I had been up to that experience, who I was supposed to be because of everything that I had done and then starting to bridge the gap between the two. Mm-hmm. A cu- couple of questions yeah. that come to mind. The first yeah. one was, do you remember that conversation of going to work? And the reason why I asked that is because I think a lot of the listeners that um, join in on this show can definitely relate as far as possibly still being in positions and jobs that they don't um, see as far as bringing them fulfillment or happiness, but you have to do, I guess, what you have to do to pay the bills. And that's a very difficult mindset to, um, you know, like reverse, um, I think for some of us. So when you were in that position, what was that conversation like? Like, what, what did you end up? Obviously, you had a clear message for yourself, right? But how did you convey that to the other person? So was this the conversation with myself or was this the conversation with, with the, the boss? My, with the boss. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the conversation with the boss started with the conversation with myself, right? Mm-hmm. And the conversation with myself, obviously, I'm asking myself all of these questions of, of, you know, how do I do this in an appropriate way? How do I do this so I am not, you know, um, 
burning any boats, right? Or I don't want to break down any relationships. I, I don't, I don't, I want to treat everybody with respect, right? How do I mm-hmm. come off in that way? So after asking myself all of these questions, I just kind of said it, it has to come from genuine authenticity and, and being totally forthright. Mm-hmm. So I went up to my boss and I said, Hey, uh, do you have some time to chat? And we went to the side and her and I chatted and I just said, look, this has been a phenomenal experience and I've learned a lot. I've really enjoyed my time here. I think there are a lot of lessons that I can take away from this, but I look at yourself even. and I look at the people who are five, 10 years ahead of me and I think, is this really where I want to be and what I'm supposed to be doing in this world? Mm-hmm. And I was, I was very honest. I said, I am not monetarily driven and I know there are opportunities at this company to make a lot of money and get promoted and have a really high salary and and have you know stability but that's not what drives me and after I said that I kind of just said look I'm not going to another restaurant group Uh, I'm not you know this has nothing to do with wanting to uh, pursue another opportunity within this field you're not you know losing me to somebody else this is about me not being aligned with the ultimate mission here Uh the culture here and just wanting to explore something new i gave it a try and you know i gave it four months which i think was a justifiable time to realize Mm -hmm. whether or not i truly enjoyed it but um i think you know after this experience last night i realized that it's not the impact i'm supposed to be making on the world Mm -hmm. so i don't know exactly what i'm going to be doing next and that was true i didn't have a specific plan but uh, it's it's not going to be here. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I'll be happy to do whatever I can to smooth the transition process with anybody that you'd want to hire in the future. You know, I'll stay for a week or two. Um, but after that, I, you know, we're gonna part ways. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to stay a week. You know, she really understood. She said, a lot of the time, people leave their jobs to go somewhere of competition or because they you know had feedback about the experience and sure I you know I wasn't in love with the culture there it was a very traditional atmosphere and I thought I was going into somewhere that was innovative and you know more focused on growth and things like that but it wasn't but uh you know I I didn't really say too much of that I wanted to just focus on the positives and leave on a really good note so that was how it went and uh I left and Mm -hmm. I left the next day yeah that day as i'm sure you you were able to tell in that moment it takes a lot of self-awareness to get to that point where Mm -hmm. you are able to recognize your environment and how it's impacting you the influences and influencers In, in your case you mentioned this briefly what do you do to sharpen your self awareness you mentioned the routine that you do on a uh sounds like daily basis yeah. What, what is that routine? Yeah, so to, to really sharpen self-awareness, I think it begins in the morning and ends at night. You know, it's a full it's a full day's worth of practicing this mm-hmm. self-awareness. So what I do in the morning is called Getting Comfy. It was actually the first book I wrote after I quit that job. And comfy is, it really has a double meaning. And what comfy means is it's basically a way to get comfy or comfortable with uncomfortable situations right Mm -hmm. and that all stems from the comfy acronym c-o-m-f-y so what it means is calm 
openness, movement, funny, and you. <laughs> so every morning I wake up and I do something that calms me down. I do deep breathing, meditation, yoga, do the dishes, go for a walk, you know, something that really just puts my mind at ease when I mm -hmm. wake up because that's how you can overcome that startled feeling of the alarm clock, right? It's really, you know, this whole routine is about doing something that I want to do rather than have to do when the alarm goes off because I think the stress comes into play when we wake up and immediately have to go to our first thing, right? Mm -hmm. So then openness is when like a good amount of the self-awareness comes in. So after being calm, like putting my mind at ease, I start to open up. And I either open up to other people by like saying how grateful I am for them, you know, sending them something of value to them, like an accomplishment, an article, something like that, or I open up to myself through journaling. So self-awareness is key here because journaling allows me to say all the things about me mm -hmm. that I might be afraid to say otherwise. So I get to write down my strengths, my weaknesses, my accomplishments, my failures, what I want to accomplish, what I, you know, my dreams, my biggest aspirations. Um, I, I write down my, my gratitudes as well. Mm -hmm. So this is really the time for me to get all the thoughts out of my head and out there onto the paper. Right. And I, I hand write things a lot of the time because I think that's how we really, you know, can evaluate and absorb the most from our what we're doing. Because mm -hmm. it takes a little bit more effort to do that. Um, M stands for movement. I think that gets your brain, and your body going. So a walk, a run, a gym session, something like that. F stands for funny. So it's just a thing that I do. I make sure that I smile more today <laughs> than I did yesterday every single day. So I want to start with that in the morning watch a funny video, like read a funny article, see it, look at a funny meme, something like that. Um, because I don't like to take myself too seriously. I talk about a lot of serious things. These are mm -hmm. serious categories. Serious things do happen in life, but I believe that the best way to react to that, to respond to them rather than react to them is by not taking ourselves too seriously. Mm -hmm. And then why stands for you, or in this case, me. So it's just that last thing to do in the morning that you truly call your own. So for me, it's like writing, reading, cooking, um, learn new language maybe, just something like a hobby. Just that's it. So that's the morning routine. But then the way that I really reflect at the end of the day is super simple. And it's just three questions I ask myself at the end of every single day. And what this sprouted from is the fact that every single day I believe that you should be getting better than you were the day before. Uh -huh. but to me, just asking myself the question, was I better today than yesterday? I think that's a little bit too general because there are a lot of different facets of the day, right? Mm -hmm. So I, for myself, created these three questions based on trial and error and what I realized were most important to me. I asked myself three questions. Was I less distracted today than I was yesterday? Did I have more energy today than I did yesterday? And did I smile more today than I did yesterday? And those three very simple questions right before I go to bed allow me to reflect on the day and be aware about the day that I had. Mm -hmm. So that's what it takes. And then with the combination of that night and then the morning following, I think during the day I have a pretty good feeling and grasp of what I need to do to really live according to that you know, person who I'm supposed to become, right? There are a couple of things that come to mind as you're going through it. And I think the first one is uh, identifying as specific as you can get. Mm -hmm. I think in personal growth, you know, just like you said, am I better 
today than I was yesterday. It's a little bit too broad right. because better in yeah. which field, which area, which rela relationship. Right. And so identifying a specific aspect or a measurable thing that you can actually take to mind. And, um, you know, the other thing that made me laugh is actually that I think when you read certain words, they obviously evoke certain feelings. Yeah. And so when you when you have a word in front of you, such as how many times did I laugh or did I smile yeah. more? You have no option right. but to smile as you're exactly. as you're repeating that sentence. So yeah, I think it's it's important to set those triggers within your life that can help mm -hmm. you, you know, constantly repeat that behavior and turn it into a habit. Yeah. In, in turn, it will become just a natural thing as part of your day as you go through it from one day to yeah. another. I love that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Now, you've also, so originally, I remember when I came across your story in your profile, I remember watching yeah. your TED Talk. And in the TED mm -hmm. Talk, you actually mentioned this um, concept of comfy yeah. and the stories that you shared throughout it. Yeah. The question that I have for you is mm -hmm. from all the from all these experiences and all the yeah. new um, identities that you've been able to go th through from one to another mm -hmm. what have you learned about yourself ultimately that's a big question I think for me what have I learned most um, so the experiences that jump out at me right away are like yes the TED talk yes the 90 podcasts I just did in 90 days. Yes, the writing of the books. But the experiences that really jump out at me are the conversations I have with other people. Mm -hmm. So I think what I've learned about myself the most is that as much as I want to do that is from the outside looking in impressive or based off of accomplishment or self-promotion, right? These things that I mentioned before, uh -huh. what I've learned the most is that it's the things like this that nobody really gets to see. Well, I guess people will see it eventually. It is a podcast, but it's the, it's the times like this mm -hmm. or the times when I interview people about their cloud nine lives or the times when people send me one-on-one -on -one messages that I realize that the only thing I need in my life to keep going is one person who's thinking a little bit differently, acting a little bit differently, or living a little bit differently because of something that I did. Uh-huh. That's what I've noticed the most out of myself. And I've really had to get comfortable with this sort of selfishly selfless personality. Uh -huh. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. It's sort of like for me to really be the best me, I do need to put myself out there. I do need to help other people because that's going to make me happiest. Mm -hmm. And if I'm happiest, then you're going to be happiest. Right. Because mm -hmm. I can help you at my best level. So I think that's a big, big, big thing that I've really gotten comfortable with gotten comfy with i'll say huh. is uh is that that attitude and that mindset um other than that i mean key learnings about myself i just i come down to my my cloud nine values or your core values or whatever you want to call it and throughout this whole journey and, and you know i even i help people discover their core values themselves and the way that i do that is simply by again putting my heart and soul and telling them exactly what i did so uh -huh. thinking about moments in my life that were transformative for me, I've realized that these experiences have three things in common. In those experiences, I was adding value to other people without expecting anything in return. So that's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, I was building and growing something from the ground up, 
right? Something that I could truly call my own, something that was much greater than myself. That was number two. And the third thing is that everything I have enjoyed in my life has come through because of my greatest strengths or what I believe to be my greatest strengths, which is my ability to communicate and my ability to build and maintain relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. So those are, are my three cloud nine values. And uh, that's what I've really learned about myself, mm-hmm. um, that everything I do has to adhere to one of those three things. Every decision I make has to be in line with mm-hmm. one of those three things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reminds me of an article I actually just wrote um, recently, and it was talking where, about... Where is it? Uh, it's on LinkedIn. Nice. And it was talking about why do we choose to serve others? And as part of it, what I've learned is that through service, what I've been able to discover is that it gave me a whole new perspective of, of what human beings are. Yeah. And that as I firmly believe in, and I think this is in alignment with what you just said, and that is, mm-hmm. I think we're all walking mirrors or reflections of each other. Mm-hmm. And so the more that we choose to look at one another and the the qualities that each one of us possess, because, you know, as you can tell, we're all going along different uh, unique paths. Yeah. So your journey towards a particular target, even though it may be the same target that you and I share, is going to be entirely different. Yeah. But if I choose to look at your journey as something that is completely unique and then be able to extract the um, lessons and takeaways and and really just experiences to help um, myself along the way so I can help others, I think that's what it's all about. So at the end of the day, I think we're much more similar than we think. Yeah. And, you know, the more that we continue to look for those similarities and know that all of us, we can all relate to any experience. You don't have to be in a specific time or place to be able to say, okay, I get it. I may know how it feel like because you, there's so many different levels that you can relate on. Mm-hmm. Feelings, thoughts, beliefs, values, as you mentioned. That's right. So it's it's really important, I think, what you're trying to say is, you know, to stay open-minded as you yeah. come to the new opportunities. Because you never yeah. know what may happen. That's true. And it comes from other people. And it, it lends so well to one of my main methodologies. It's actually what I believe began the entire Cloud9 methodology. It's that every single person is smarter, better, wiser about something. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that our mission is to find that thing in other people and learn from them. Yeah. Right? So when I was driving in an Uber one time, and I didn't want to talk to the Uber driver because I had a rough day and I was sitting in the back seat, I had this fortuitous coincidence to to drive past a boat called Cloud9. And I just decided to ask the Uber driver, what does Cloud9 mean to you? And I put my immediate, you know, I immediately put myself in the position of learner and I gave this person who maybe doesn't often get to teach, yeah. per se, an opportunity to just tell me stories and reveal more about himself in the mm-hmm. moment. So that's what really spark plugged it off. It was that his Cloud9 definition had to do with these momentous occasions he had had and how those momentous occasions could have looked differently had he not made the decisions that were most in line with his heart, had he not made the mm-hmm. tough choices, had he not lived according to his definition mm-hmm. of of a, a beautiful life. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's just um, that's a cool overlap. Yeah, and giving people a platform, I think, I think that's one of the things we do take for granted is because you know we do all have a voice and we have our opinions, and so I think the assumption is that we're all able to express the things that we're going through and share the experiences. But to your point, I don't think that's true. You know, when you get into an Uber, it's, it's funny. I guess you and I have to take an Uber ride sometime, but yeah. I do the same exact thing. Yeah. I always ask the person, I, I give them the space to just be themselves and ask them questions. And, right. you know, I, I try to go as deep as I can because it's those are the conversations that oftentimes aren't happening. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot more, I think, surface level, like, what do you do? But really, what do you do? It doesn't really define who you are. And those are two very different areas. What yeah. do you do may just be one expression of who you right. are. Right. Um, yeah. That's, yes, sorry, sorry to keep going on this, but mm-hmm. the thing about the Uber driver, the metaphorical Uber driver, is that this person is somebody who unfortunately at times can forget that they are a, a human being. Right, because people will just get into their car and not say hello, ignore them, just sort of go about their days. Mm -hmm. And it reminds me of the cashier. It reminds me of the Chipotle worker. It reminds me of somebody who's just going through the motions. I truly believe it is our job to just remind them that they're human, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it reminds me of an article that that I shared on LinkedIn one time about homeless people. And I wanted to study happiness in its purest form. So the only thing I could think of was to ask people about happiness who are are considered the least, maybe the least happy or Uh have the least reason to be happy in this entire world, right? So I went up to homeless people and I said, what's the happiest part of your day? And the simplest, most eye-opening answer was that they were happiest when people made them feel human, when they weren't glossed over, when they weren't yelled at, when they didn't just have somebody walk by me, when they weren't looked at like they were rocks rather than a human being, right? Mm -hmm. That was the happiest part of their day. Me chatting with them was the happiest part of their day because nobody does, Mm -hmm. right? That's what our jobs are. It's to just constantly remind people that we are are here. We're together. We're we're you know just we're one and the same, like you said, more similar than we are not. And uh, I think we forget that a lot of the time. And I mm-hmm. think that's all you know. Uh, it's a sentimental time for me, but um, that's all sometimes we need in order to remind people that you know they can push forward no matter the circumstance that they're in. Why right? do you why do you think we forget that? Is it because we become too familiar with we get too caught up Mm. in our own things and the people you know in our closest circles i think we just get too caught up and and sometimes i think we we don't embrace the discomfort sometimes we may feel it's uncomfortable to get into an uber and ask people because we're scared of what they're going to say or what they're Mm going to think but you know are you more scared of that or are you more scared of the what if what what if i would have had that conversation right i think we need to have that drive us rather than the actual what you see what happens. You roll with the punches. You do it. You see. You know. You learn. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's what I think it's got to be. Mm-hmm. 
Final thought for today's episode, and yeah. this is a question that I ask all of our guests, and that is, who or what are you grateful for today? Who or what am I grateful for today? Um, I think this question for me really never, this answer for me to this question never really changes. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you a story. So when I was about, I think I was nine, I woke up on New Year's Eve and my mom and dad were headed out of the house and my grandparents were headed into the house, which was like pretty abnormal. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I said, Grandma, like, where, where are mommy and daddy going? And she said, oh, they're going to the hospital, actually. Like, mommy's not feeling too great. You know, her back is hurting her. They think maybe she has a pinched nerve or something or maybe she did something in her sleep. So I said, okay, whatever. I had a, you know, probably had like a great day playing with my grandma and grandpa. But um, my mom ended up staying in the hospital for a couple of days or going back and forth to the hospital for a couple of days. And we found out that it wasn't a pinched nerve, but rather it was multiple sclerosis, a disease of the central nervous system that impairs the signals and the flow of information between the brain and the rest of the body. Uh -huh. Now, there are much worse diseases, but this was a devastating diagnosis for my family. And I tell that story or, or I give that background because I want to let you know that one of the things that it impairs for my mom every single day is her ability to walk. So each day she wakes up in the morning and she literally has a decision to stay comfy in her bed, not, you know, not go through the pain and agony of walking around all day uh -huh. or get uncomfy, get out of bed, walk around the house, show her children how strong she is. You know, I remember growing up, it was walk down the stairs, make us breakfast, walk back up the stairs, put a picnic on me and my brother's floors, feed us breakfast, you know, sit with us, talk with us. Um, and she chose the latter every single day. That's what she, that's what she still chooses to do. So for me, what am I most grateful for? I'm most grateful for the opportunity to wake up, the opportunity to wake up and walk, right? Uh -huh. I think because I get to see every single day what my mom pushes the other herself side. through, mm -hmm. I'm just so much more appreciative of what I have or, or do not have, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just things like that that put things into perspective, right? And it's it all comes back to that message of self-awareness of just realizing those things that we have in our lives. Mm -hmm. So thank you. I'm grateful that you asked me that question, allowed me to share. Grateful that I had the opportunity to chat with you today. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, most importantly, I'm just grateful to, uh, to take another step, breathe another breath, and just uh, continue trying to share share principles and concepts with other people so that they can live you know, their cloud nine lives as well. Mm -hmm. I do have a follow-up question to that, and that yeah. is, if you were given one word to describe your mom, what would that mm. word be? Okay. So my mom's word, it's funny because one of my, my, my good friend and mentor has a program where he basically talks to you for a little while, gives you a workbook, and then tells you your one word. So my one <laughs> My one word is trailblazer. My mm. mom hasn't done her one word yet. But if I could think about my mom and all that she has overcome, 
I, I also like to I don't like to do things that are just like normal. So I would say resilient, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't want to use that word. Give me give me a second here. I would say that my mom's word is um it's okay it's funny because you wouldn't expect it but i would say that she is an energizer Mm. she provides energy for people without knowing it because Mm -hmm. of what she does and even though it may seem like she doesn't have a lot of energy and literally the disease makes her not have energy a lot of the Mm -hmm. days I think because of her fight against it, she's able to energize a lot of the people around her without knowing it. Hmm. Yeah. Jordan, how do people find you and what are some of the things that you have coming up that people can be a part of? Yeah, so find me at journeytocloud9.com, journey, T-O, cloud, N-I-N-E.com, all spelled out. Um, LinkedIn is a great spot. I'm on there every day putting up content. And then join my email list. That's a big thing. So two things there. Every Tuesday and Thursday, you'll receive a moment of somebody's Cloud9 story. Um, and it's just a way to get your daily dose of happiness. And also, on the email list, you can stay up to date with the, the book that I have coming out, The Journey to Cloud9. Um, so yeah, just sign up for the email list, head over to the website, and feel free to be in touch. I, I'm very, very, very responsive. I answer everything. Appreciate it. Well, thank you so much, Jordan. Thank you for being on our show and sharing your wisdom and everything about your own journey. It certainly was inspiring to me, and I just wanted to learn more and and see, you know, what we can um, create and the type of impact that we can have on other people's lives. Yeah. Well, thank you, Oleg. I hope it was helpful, and I hope people get a lot out of it. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, feel free to subscribe to our monthly newsletter so you can receive all of the latest episodes, featured stand-up and speak-up stories, and ways you can be involved with Overcoming Odds. Once again, thank you for listening, and we look forward to having you next week.